sit down around the fire. I've got a spooky campfire story for you. Lady Liberty stops by as well. Appropriate enough given the recent 4th of July holiday. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful, wondrous downtown Splendid West Virginia. Thank you for joining us. Two stories this week. One, a spooky tale, perfect for a campfire circle. It's a true story of something that happened to a good friend of mine. I was reminded of it, cleaning out some old toys from my dad's attic recently. Toys that entertained me in my youth many, many years ago. Sit back and enjoy. Masters of the Universe, indeed. Is it possible? John muttered to himself. He was thrilled to find his old He-Man figures, dust-covered as they were, deep in his father's musty attic. However, the Castle Greyskull inhabitants did not share his enthusiasm. John took his three-decade-old boyhood favorites home, washed them off, and proudly displayed them atop the roll-top desk in his study. You can imagine his surprise when he awoke several hours later, surrounded by over a dozen Masters of the Universe toys. They stared at him, vengeance in their once plastic eyes. By the power of Grey Skull, John suddenly found himself miniaturized, down to the four-inch height of his long-ago heroes, so that he was face-to-face -face with the likes of Skeletor, Manny Faces, Buzz Off, Trap Jaw, and He-Man himself. When John was a kid, these muscled mutants were at odds with each other. Now it seemed they had joined forces against a common enemy, John. John was the one that had abandoned them. John was the one that let them waste away all those years in that horrible attic. John was the one that would have to pay the price. The masters of the universe locked John in the evil horde's slime pit, a menacing pit of gruesome ooze. John's back was against a stone wall, a bony claw holding him in place, preventing his escape. Above, a dinosaur's skull tilted down, pouring thick, gooey slime or ooze onto John's head. Soon, it would be too late. Soon he would be ooze, slime, covered. Before his world went dark, John heard a figure or, or two whispering about getting to the Talon Fighter, a powerful flying craft prepared for some kind of transport. When John awoke, he felt groggy. It took some time to get his wits about him. It was all a dream, he imagined. But was it? John tried to sit up, 
but couldn't. He felt sticky all over, and his limbs were glued quite still. It wasn't a dream. It was a nightmare, but very real. John had indeed been slimed and hidden somewhere by those he-man fiends. Terror struck. John looked around. He recognized the surroundings. As his father's attic, he was stuck in the very same place a dusty old castle gray skull set in storage for all those years. Until just a few days ago. Is it possible? John muttered to himself, Alone. The end. Perhaps in thirty years those masters of the universe will rescue John. I hope so. With the Fourth of July, Independence Day just passed, my thoughts have often bound themselves wandering of Lady Liberty, and reminded me of a story, a story that my son would say is about this country, the United States of America, and about never giving up. And he's right, but it's really about so much more. It's a story of a girl named Emily, trapped, separated from her family, needing help. And it's a story I thought I should share. Lady Liberty smiles. From a hole in the wall of her new home, Emily could see across the street. If she squinted hard enough, Emily could just make out a painting of Lady Liberty on the side of an old brick building. Lady Liberty stared back at her, and Emily was sure that she saw it wink and smile. Is it possible? It gave Emily hope, and it was that kind of faith that got this lonely ten-year-old through the day. Emily wondered about her parents and her brother, whether or not she would see them again. It had been weeks since they were snatched by serpents and taken away to the desert. Little Emily got away, but she did not get far. Emily's new home was far from ideal, but she was getting used to the routine. She had some food. She had clothes. But most importantly, she had hope. Hope came mostly in the form of that smiling, winking Lady Liberty painting, which seemed even closer to her the next day. She didn't have to squint to make it out as she had before. For Emily... Lady Liberty represented freedom, equality, and all that was right with the world. The fact that she was getting nearer was exciting. Far away, across many miles, Emily's family battled to get her back. They were surrounded by snakes, scorned by scorpions, and laughed at by lizards. But they persisted as strong and resilient in their goal as Lady Liberty is upstanding and confident. Emily did not know what her brother and mother and father were up against, but her imagination ran wild with what they must be going through. She smiled 
imagining them battling all sorts of beasts, stopping short of nothing for a reunion with her. Emily imagined her walls turning to lush greenery, a forest, an escape. She dreamed nightly of running away into that forest and somehow finding her family. She would awake both scared and excited to find herself in a room that was becoming more and more familiar, horribly familiar. Five weeks now it had been. Some others had been here longer, in their own room. Stay strong, a voice whispered. Emily prayed. She put her eye up to that hole in the wall to gaze upon Lady Liberty, and once again, Emily got the same smile and wink. And once again, Lady Liberty seemed even closer still. Days passed. Emily heard voices outside. Though she couldn't make out what they were saying, the voices seemed to be encouraging. She could sense her family was fighting strong and growing nearer. Emily was thrilled in anticipation of what might be. On her final day in this place, she gazed out that hole in the wall. To her surprise and disappointment, Lady Liberty was gone. Emily's heart sank, thinking of the countless nights Lady Liberty's resolve had inspired her and gotten her through all this. Then there was a knock at the door. Hello? Emily hadn't spoken in weeks, and her voice cracked dryly. Another knock. Emily froze. There was only silence until the door opened slowly. A scared Emily's heart lifted when she looked upon Lady Liberty in the flesh, staring at her and smiling. It's you, Emily whispered, unable to believe her eyes. Lady Liberty smiled and nodded. You're coming with me now. My mom and dad? My brother? Emily asked. They are fine. They battled hard, and I'm taking you to them now. Emily embraced Lady Liberty and walked away with her, away from a dark past and toward a brighter tomorrow. Lady Liberty has a way of helping people do that. Even when the dark is all around, even when all hope seems to be gone, never give up. Emily didn't give up, and neither did Lady Liberty. That's all for this week. Listeners, thank you for joining us on this, the 41st episode of the Mystery Lab. We'll be back next week with a smoking hot summer mystery. The Kid Detectives return, and the monkeys have broken loose from the splendid zoo. Episode 42 is titled, A Not-So-Splendid Summer Meltdown. It's coming next week. Don't miss it. In the meantime, be good to each other. Be good to Mother Earth. And have a wild and wonderful week. 
Until next week, I'm Professor Theo. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might blast you into outer space. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.